Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Bunker in an undisclosed location, it is Texas Football Today a show that's celebrating the best day of the year. My name is Greg Tupper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show i'm sitting here wearing a turkey hat sitting over there in the palatial dave camel's texas football studios in beautiful crime free louisville texas wearing a pumpkin pie hat she is the duchess of the dorks she is ashley pickle happy thanksgiving pickle happy thanksgiving tub um it's a wonderful day it is very exciting very exciting it's it's uh it's i'm I'm starting to get the 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 buzz starting to the buzz uh i picked up uh, or my, my, I'm still in quarantine, so I'm supposed to not go places. So my father was nice enough to pick up my fresh turkey breast uh, yesterday from the butcher. Nice. And so I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna spend a lot of tonight preparing uh, my smoker for all of that uh, goodness tomorrow. It's gonna be great. I'm not gonna lie. I woke up this morning like super excited because it finally felt like we had something to be like excited for. You know, like. There hasn't been many times we've woken up this year and it's been like, oh, yeah, I've got this coming up. It's been like another day at home. (laughs) But it's like tomorrow will be another day at home for most of us, but a different kind of day at home. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Today is Wednesday, November 25th, 2020. One day until Thanksgiving. It's always it's always a good thing to say. Episode 1074. 1074, the number of times on base for Josh Hamilton in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. On today's show, my friends, this is the last show of the week. We do not have a show tomorrow because tomorrow's the best day of the year. And then we don't have a show Friday because we're recovering from the best day of the year. Mm-hmm. We have a we'll have our, our Thanksgiving hangover day on Friday. So yes. we're not we're not back till Monday. Where we're but working. We're, we're, <laughs> Yeah, we're cramming in all of our favorite stuff into this, the fifth, sixth annual Texas Football Today Thanksgiving Spectacular. We've got this week in recruiting with Greg Powers and Nick Athlete talking about the biggest and brightest news around the state of Texas from the recruiting ranks. Then we'll have a very special Turkey Day edition of America's favorite segment, Free Money. And we will round it all out with the actual Thanksgiving Spectacular. We have a bit. We have a lot of fun. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Ishmael Johnson, I'm sad to say he was unable to join us because he is driving to his mom's house. Um, so uh, he, he's, he's unable to join us. But we brought in a ringer. We brought in William Wilkerson. So it'll be the four of us, myself, Ashley Pickle, Shahan J. Raja, and William Wilkerson with a mystery topic. I bet it's Thanksgiving related. So we'll have that coming up here back half the show. Do we, <laughs> do we first four through the door? We sure do. A big first four. Um, Alan oh. Shepard, Trisha Pickle, Tony Blaylock, oh. and one of today's very special birthday boys, Goof. The other Goof. special birthday boy is Matt Stepp. Yes. It's the Matt so, Step birthday spectacular as well. Yes. So happy uh, birthday, Goof. Happy, Congratulations on first four. Happy birthday to Goof. Happy birthday to Matt Step. Um, it's a big day. It's a big day for everybody. It's a big day. You it know is. what? You know what? I'm going to go this far. Big day for America. Boom. That's what Absolutely. All right. Let's get this a dog and pony show off to a good start. Yesterday... I got to catch up with Dave Campbell's Texas football recruiting insider, uh, Greg Powers from Next Level Athlete, to catch up on the latest news and notes from the recruiting landscape across the state of Texas. Here is This Week in Recruiting with Greg Powers and Next Level Athlete on Texas Football Today. I'm Greg Tupper. That's Greg Powers. And this is This Week in Recruiting. It's This Week in Recruiting powered by our friends at Next Level Athlete with Greg Powers at Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at GPowerScout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at NextLevelD1. Powers, it's been a couple weeks. How you doing, buddy? Great, man. I'm ready for Thanksgiving, the most glorious day of the year. This is why we keep you around, because you know the truth. (laughs) You understand the truth. Well, Powers, we appreciate you spending a little bit of time with us talking uh, this week in recruiting. A lot to get to. We're going to start this week with our prospect on the rise. Our prospect on the rise, we're going to Austin, to Austin Westlake linebacker Nick Morris Jr. Westlake, of course, has one of the very best defenses in the state. Uh, Let me tell you something, buddy. I got to be honest. When I pull up a guy and it says that he's a hard commit to the mighty Quakers of Penn, uh, kind of uh, kind of piques my interest. What's uh, what's got him making our list at uh, as the uh, uh, prospect on the rise? Well, first and foremost, Westlake may have the most dominant defense that I've ever seen wow. in Texas high school football this year. Possibly, I mean, they've given up 20 points. No one scored double digits on them all year. 2.5 points per game is what opponents are av- averaging against Austin Westlake, and Morris is a huge part of this defensive scheme. Uh, those familiar with the program are going to know that he moved in, in from Connecticut, so he wasn't on this defense last year. And since he's moved in, they've played lights out, and his recruitment has really started to take off. You know, he was committed to Pennsylvania before he stepped on a Texas high school football field, and now he's picked up offers for great academics. So that's one to keep a close eye on. Uh, but Nick Morris is a headhunter. His highlights are really fun to watch. He plays sideline to sideline. And at 6'3", 220, uh, he can certainly finish a tackle whenever he arrives at the ball, ball carrier. Get to know him, the, the latest name there on that outstanding Westlake defense. Let's now uh, move on to our commit of the week. Our commit of the week could also be the decommit of the week. Uh, yep. Because i got to be honest, if you were off of Twitter for like the wrong hour, uh, you missed uh, one, of the, uh, one of the most dynamic defenders in the state of Texas, 
uh, making a move. We're talking about Byron Murphy II, the defensive tackle there from DeSoto. Uh, in the span of what I think was about 45 minutes, he decommitted from Baylor and quickly committed uh, to Texas. Uh, feels like a pretty important flip there for the Longhorns, who haven't had the best couple of weeks recruiting, but this feels like a really nice get. It's interesting to discuss, was this technically a flip since he did decommit? He didn't just go from one commitment list to the other. I called it a flip. I mean, it was too close in the timeline not to say this wasn't a flip. I, I'm going to go ahead and make the rule. If you commit on the same day, we're going to count you as a flip, a flip commitment. So this was a, this was a huge pickup for Texas, to be honest with you. Um, looking at what their program has coming in right now, if they're able to keep Jatavion Sanders on that commitment list and they add in uh, Byron Murphy who I feel like at number 93 in our DCTF top 100 right now is way too low I actually made the comparison after watching him extensively on his senior film to Ed Oliver and Ed Oliver is a five-star all-world uh, you know super class defensive tackle from Spring Westfield who, who really produces a lot of defensive tackles but DeSoto is not a program um, to take lightly on the defensive side of the ball either. They produce a lot of talented defensive players, and Byron Murphy is next in line. And I think, you know, he's on that same defensive front as Shamar Turner, who the Longhorns are also involved with and could possibly land. If they can get Jatavion Sanders, Byron Murphy, and Shamar Turner, they completely and instantly change uh, the thoughts of their defensive front. Those guys are all studs. And Byron Murphy, I'm just going to tell you, if you're listening to this, man, I've got you rated too low, you're going to be on the rise. So, I mean, keep an eye on the rankings as we, uh, as we try to finish and flesh them out throughout the course of the next couple of weeks. A little bit of a tease there from Greg Powers, Next Level Athlete, uh, here on This Week in Recruiting. Get involved in the conversation, hashtag TF today. All right, let's move on to our Commit of the Week. Our Commit of the Week a couple of weeks ago was our, uh, I don't even remember, uh, Prospect of the Week, something like that. We're talking about South Lake Carroll 2022 quarterback, uh, Quinn Ewers. This guy's actually our underclassman of the week, I should say. He's our underclassman of the week. He yeah. could be any of these guys. But he has pulled the trigger again. I don't know if it's necessarily a surprise. It seems to me that reading the tea leaves, uh, Ohio State was the most likely uh, landing place for Quinn Ewers after he decommitted from Texas. He has, in fact, pulled the trigger. He is heading to Columbus as of now. Still a lot of time, 2022 commit. So a lot, a lot can change between now and then. But, uh, I mean, needless to say, a huge pickup for the Buckeyes. Well, hey, I thought he was going to commit to Ohio State from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. When he committed to Texas, it was a – I know he grew up a Texas fan, and there were people out there in, in the recruiting world who thought that the Longhorns were going to get him. But I really thought that he was going to go to Ohio State from the very beginning. Um, they offered him when he was in the eighth grade. Um, so I just thought, you know, Ryan Day is uh, – great with quarterbacks when yours is one of the top rated quarterbacks in the country they offered him at such a young age I just kind of was kind of reading the tea leaves and I was wrong you know I was definitely wrong because he committed to the Longhorns but now it's kind of come full circle after he decommitted from Texas now he's on that Ohio State commitment list and we've talked about Quinny Ewers a lot if you're a fan of this program this is definitely a name that everybody's heard before we've broken down his game made the comparisons with guys like Trevor Lawrence um, in the past. So everybody knows what type of prospect that he is. And I kind of want to segue this into what Ohio State has done in the state of Texas in recent years because it's quite, quite remarkable. You know, there have been some teams that have dominated Texas recruiting. You know, at the end of the Mac Brown era, the Longhorns were quite simply 
well, I guess it, it, you couldn't say at the end, but in the Matt Brown era, in four consecutive classes. Mm. Um, that's unheard of to me. Uh, and it doesn't seem like they have a huge footprint within Texas. They're just coming after these top guys. And right on the back of Quinn Ewers' commitment to Ohio State, Caleb Burton, who's the number one rated wide receiver by many services, committed to Ohio State this week as well. So the Buckeyes are coming after Texas' top talent. And those guys are not only uh, having success in college, they're becoming top NFL draft picks. We saw it last year with Jeffrey Akuda, J.K. Dobbins. Um, you know, I, and I'll go back to J.T. Barrett. J.T. Barrett, I think, is the player from Texas who really started to change the way Ohio State recruits the Lone Star State. He had a lot of success there. It seemed like he was there for like 20 years, um, played tons of games up there. But that's when I think it started to turn and they started to focus on Texas. They were like, we can get a guy like J.T. Barrett okay, let's keep recruiting here. And it's paid dividends for them. A lot of their top talents are from, uh, indeed, from Texas. Yeah, Ryan Day is certainly doing work within the borders of the Lone Star State. Let's round out this week in recruiting with our Recruit of the Week. Our Recruit of the Week, we're going to Duncanville. Talk about Roderick Daniels Jr., uh, a dynamic athlete for the Panthers, the number two team in Dave Campbell's Texas football's Class 6A rankings. He was a Baylor commit. I use the past tense because this week he decommitted from the Bears. Probably the second big high-profile decommitment for the Bears this week along with the aforementioned Byron Murphy Jr. Uh, this is a dynamic playmaker that, uh, I got to be honest, this feels like a pretty heavy blow to Baylor's class. It is. Um, Roderick Daniels is one of those guys who you can just put anywhere on the field and he's going to make plays. Another one when he committed to Baylor that was a little bit of, of a surprise to me, I thought that he was going to end up at SMU. Of course, um, Rashad Samples, SMU uh, coach there, has – deep ties into Duncanville. Uh, his father, Reginald Samples, is the head coach there. And SMU seemed to be high on Roderick's list. And now that he's decommitted, that's the school that I'm really keeping a close eye on. And Baylor, to me, seems to really kind of be reeling a little bit in recruiting. Um, they've lost a commitment from Hal Presley. They've lost it, who committed to Auburn. They've lost a commitment from Roderick Daniels. They lost a commitment from Byron Murphy. They're still out in the state uncovering stones and extending offers. They made an offer to Keithron Lee, uh, Brian Rudder this week, who could be a potential replacement for Roderick Daniels on that commitment list. But certainly things are trending in a negative direction in regards to Baylor's 2021 class. And in large part, that could be due to what recruits have seen on the field living room and make the sell. And you don't have a chance to have these guys come onto your campus and make the sell. So that's all they have to judge is the results on the field. So it would be big for Baylor down the stretch to start to pick up some wins and try to change that perception in the minds of these recruits. But in regards to Roderick Daniels, I am watching SMU very closely. He has a tons of offers, you know, Arizona State, Arkansas, Colorado, Georgia Tech, Kansas, Miami, Ole Miss, TCU. I mean, the list goes on and on, but SMU is the one that I'm really keeping a close eye on here. He's Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at GPowerScout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at NextLevelD1. Powers, appreciate your time. Happy Thanksgiving, my friend, uh, and uh, enjoy the most wonderful day of the year. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone watching, and of course, happy Thanksgiving to you, Tepper. I know you're going to enjoy it. You know I will. There he is, Greg Powers, Next Level Athlete, our recruiting analyst. 
um, talking all things recruiting in the state of Texas. It's been a couple of weeks since we have Powers on, so it's important that he got his airtime. He he really um, he like he really did um, like. I don't want to say that he threatened me because that's probably a little bit strong, but um, but outside on my driveway, um, he he took gasoline and he wrote "Get me on your show" and then he lit it on fire and he read, rang my doorbell and he said, "Look at that." So I'm not saying that was a threat. I'm just saying yeah, that like maybe com- he's just a pyrotechnic. And you were complaining that I was just peacefully standing on your lawn taking a picture with gobbles yet powers mm-hmm. is over mm-hmm. here setting stuff on fire and he gets what he wants mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. not it's not a fair well, system no you're right but greg's take care of greg's there he is greg powers the next level athlete our recruiting analyst we're texas football today we're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com talking football in the lone star state you can follow us on twitter at dctf like us on facebook facebook.com slash dave campbells also on instagram instagram.com slash dave campbells and of course see us at texasfootball.com hey uh starting tomorrow at about six o'clock I don't know if you, well, I don't know. I'm not going to tell you when it starts, but it starts sometime tomorrow afternoon, evening-ish. Christmas season is around the corner, right? Starts when you put your fork down at Thanksgiving. Right, yeah, fork down. And not a moment before. Not a moment before. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. My point is, you're looking for a gift. I know you are. I know you're looking for a gift for that special someone in your life. Why not give them the gift of football and you don't have to go to a store to shop for it no so you're safe texasfootball.com slash subscribe get them a one-year subscription to dave campbell's texas football they get two magazines and a year's worth of exclusive online content texasfootball.com and i know that in the past and this you know i'm i'm you know i'm a bad salesman so here comes a bad salesman mm-hmm. guy um i know in the past it's been difficult to order for somebody else we have fixed that it is now a lot easier to order for somebody else. So uh, become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider and get that for the special football fan in your life. TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. It makes a great gift. It really does. So TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's what Pickle's getting me for Christmas. Yes. Yes. So. Um, quick programming note. Mm-hmm. Zuckerberg is just doing his thing again. He keeps kicking us off, but the good thing is all you have to do is click the refresh button and then it pops up the new live thing. So if Weird. this happens again, especially during the Thanksgiving Spectacular, I am going to upload This Week in Recruiting and the Spectacular to YouTube. Yes. So you can find it there if he keeps pestering us. Yeah, I know. All right. That also means... There's another thing that Pickle's going to upload to YouTube. No, because you threatened threatened my job with this one. upcoming segment, which is a very special holiday edition of America's favorite segment. It's free money! He literally said he was going to fire me if we didn't do this. My college football picks against the spread. Uh, Last week, there were only three games. I went one and two. Um, it was, it was a rough week. Um, UTSA did not cover. Green. UTSA did not cover. No, you picked this out right. UTSA didn't cover. They give me the loss. So, 
one and two last week. We're 41 and 33 on the year. Big week this week. One of the last full weeks of the year. So got to finish strong here. We're only eight over 500 right now. So need a nice week this week. Uh, so hopefully going to rally back. We've got, I believe, nine games on the schedule. One's already been canceled. If you missed it yesterday, Houston and Tulsa has been postponed. So Houston and Tulsa is not happening. But we, we do have nine games remaining on the schedule, including a Friday affair, which is where we will start. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we start Go on... for it, Pickle. Oh, what, Friday? Yeah, it's a Friday game. Friday thing? Oh, yes. Friday. Okay, that was on me then. I just assumed. Yeah, it's okay. It's fine. For assuming. Really, I just wanted to mm-hmm. ruin your whole intro to free money. Um, there we go. Number 13, Iowa State taking on the 17th ranked Texas Longhorns. 11 a.m. on Friday. Texas favored by one and a half at DKR. Oh. Little Black Friday brunch, little Black Friday brunch in Austin. Uh, matchup of top twenty teams. Um, I think a lot of eyes are going to be on the Iowa State defense against the Texas offense. That's kind of the showcase matchup here. Iowa State might have the best defense in the Big Twelve. It's really good. Uh, and Texas's offense, say what you want about it, uh, it's it's pretty solid. Usually, most of the time, it's a pretty good offense, okay? So a lot of eyes are going to be on that. I want to see if Texas can run the ball against Iowa State. That's a big question mark for me. Uh, the other side is, I think, going to be a lot more telling. And this is where I think I I think Iowa State has an advantage. Um, the Texas defense, as we know, has been eh, a little bit shaky. And this is an Iowa State offense that I think is starting to catch fire a little bit, starting to figure out exactly what they are. They're running the ball exceptionally well. Um, and the other thing that I think is, is really important is this is not a Texas defense that has been particularly good at sacking the quarterback. And Iowa State does not give up a lot of sacks. So that is one thing where I think Iowa State's going to have an advantage. Now, on the flip side, that's another big question is can they protect Sam Ellinger? This is an Iowa State all defensive line that gets after it. So that's going to be a big question. I'm going to take Iowa State in the points. I'm going to take Iowa State plus one and a half. Uh, it was one and a half, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm going to take Iowa State plus one and a half in this one. Uh, I just think right now I trust their defense a little bit more, and I think that's going to be the, the, the important factor in this one. But, look, it's a Friday morning game. A lot can happen in this one. This may be, by the way, straight up for a spot in the Big 12 championship game. Um, Honestly, depending yes. on how things shake out. So a lot, a lot on the line here. Uh, I like Iowa State plus one and a half uh, in that one, but I think that that's a, a coin flip type game. Uh, I think it's a good line. Uh, I just think that right now Iowa State's playing a little bit more consistent, uh, and I think that gives them a slight edge. So I'm going to take Iowa State plus one and a half. What's next, Ben? All right, up next, sticking with some Big 12 action here, we've got Texas Tech at number 23, Oklahoma State, 11 a.m. on Saturday. The mm-hmm. Pokes favored by 11. Yeah, I'm going to take Iowa State in this one uh, for a couple of reasons. One is that for as much as we think maybe Texas Tech's defense has taken a step forward, I don't think they've taken enough of a step forward to challenge Iowa State's offense. I think Iowa State's offense, I think you would categorize Oklahoma as State. a little bit disappointing. I'm sorry, Oklahoma State's offense. Oh, thank you. Um, I think you categorize their offense as a bit disappointing this year. It hasn't been what they thought it would be. 
Um, and so I do think that that is one, like, I don't think their offense is incredible, but I think that Texas Tech's defense is probably, especially on the road, not going to be able to, to do a whole lot. Where I think Iowa State wins this game is I think their defense is actually a little bit underrated. Their defense is especially underrated uh, against the pass, which is something that obviously they want to do, and they get after the quarterback. And so for a team that doesn't necessarily know where their quarterback is, what the quarterback situation is going to look like, I think this is a bad matchup for Texas Tech going on the road to Stillwater. I'm going to take Oklahoma State minus 11. Double digits makes me makes me nervous, but I do think that uh, Oklahoma State is the favorite in this one for a reason. I think they're able to come up with a, with enough plays, and I think that that offense is able to get back on track against what's been a lackluster Texas Tech defense. Um, I also think that maybe there's a little bit of a hangover effect from from their last win with Texas Tech's last win over Baylor. I do wonder if if, if maybe they're not able to do it twice in a row. I like I like Oklahoma State uh, minus 11 in this one. What's next, Pickle? Up next, we've got SMU traveling over to East Carolina, 11 o'clock a.m. on Saturday. SMU favored by 11 and a half on the road. Um, I know we've mentioned this before because we talk, uh, because I, I think has, uh, yeah, Houston already played East Carolina, right? Yes. That's right. Maybe. That sounds right. Uh, East Carolina is bad. East Carolina is like bad, bad. Yeah. Didn't they play them last bad. week? Or Maybe. No, they no, not last week. Georgia. Nobody played last week. Something. Well, yeah. Georgia. Uh, no, that's not a hero. Here's the point. Georgia's are uh, East Carolina's bad. Uh, most especially, their defense is uh, horrendous. Their defense is really bad. Oof. And I think that they are going to be able to. I think uh, uh, SMU is going to be able to light it up offensively. Now, look, their offense. East Carolina's offense is better than their defense. They run the ball decently and that's been a bit of a sore spot for smu this year so that could keep them in the game but i just don't i don't know how east carolina stops smu like plain and simple like i know that the i know that the offense i know the offense has not necessarily been as explosive as we thought it might be uh especially later in the year but i just i i'm a, i like 11 uh, smu minus 11 and a half i think they win by two touchdowns i think they're just i think they're just a better team and i think that they are a i think that for an east carolina defense that is struggling so much smu provides a really poor matchup for them so i like uh, smu minus 13 or minus 11 and a half uh, in that what is what is next pickle over to some noon conference usa action as the utep miners Travel down to your Rice Owls Saturday. Rice favored by 11 and a half on the road. And I would be very interested to go back. No, they're at home. No, no, Rice Rice is a favorite. I I would still be interested to go back and see the last time that Rice was favored by a number that Double digits. Yeah. Yeah, that would be, I would need to look that up. Um, It's got, it's interesting. Hot minute. Um, I mean, I understand why. I understand why this this line makes me nervous. This line makes me really nervous. You know that I'm a Rice Stan, uh, but I'm also a UTEP Stan. This is tough for me. You know I love my minors. Um, the, I understand the line. The line is made that way because UTEP's offense is quite bad. Mm-hmm. Like they don't really do anything particularly well, and they've regressed is the problem. Going up against a Rice defense that is pretty good. Right, that's a pretty good. That even even though I mean even last week against North Texas, um, they were able to they, they were able to slow down North Texas's offense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the defense pretty good. That's where they're making the line. The other thing, the question comes down to 
the Rice offense, as it's always going to come down to. It's going to come down to whether they ask, whether they're able to run the ball. I can't believe this. Rice is 114th in the nation in yards per carry. That's that's remarkably bad. That's incredibly bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my question is, can they run the ball enough to cover an 11 and a half point spread? Like that's tough. Um, I've gone back and forth on this one. I'm going to take UTEP. I'm going to take UTEP in the points. Give me double. I think, I think in a game that I'm struggling with this much, I don't know if I necessarily trust Rice to blow them out, to win by two touchdowns. This feels like a 10-point win. I think Rice wins. But right. I, think that, I think that asking Rice to win by 12 points is probably asking a little bit yeah. too much. I think they're better. I think they win the game. That, that, that line just scares me. If you would have put 10, win by a yeah. touchdown and a field goal, I probably would have bought into it. Totally agree. Yeah. I can. Th- I think that the Rice defense can hold UTEP to maybe a field goal, maybe even maybe a touchdown. You know, but yeah. it's like to win by three scores is just yeah, it's a lot. It's, a or lot. to win by at least two is tough. So, yeah, um, yeah. So I'm gonna take UTEP plus eleven and a half um, in that one. That's just a little overcooked for me. Mm-hmm. What's next, Pickle? Up next, we have. Number 20, Coastal Carolina coming to San Marcos to take on Texas State. 2 p.m. on Saturday, Coastal favored by 17 on the road. Well, and that's because Coastal Carolina is really good, guys. Like, they're legit good. Mm-hmm. They're legit good. They're not. Oh. They're not just Sunbelt good. They're like actually good. I wouldn't be surprised um, if they beat most all of the Conference USA teams this year. <laughs> um... This team is this team's really good, and they're good all the way around. Their defense is lights out. Their defense is really good, um, and they're off. The, I'm, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Coastal Carolina, okay, and and my 17. And I know that's asking a lot, but 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 here's the thing about it. A lot of this comes down to how big of a step do you think that Brady McBride has taken? That obviously last week he was great in their big win over Arkansas State, but that was at home against a bad Arkansas State team. He's now going on the road against and like borderline elite Coastal Carolina defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also just think for all we talk about Texas State, and, and that was a nice win last week, their defense is still quite bad, oh. quite, quite bad. And this is a this is a team that, that has a great balanced offense. Uh, they throw the ball really effectively. Uh, not necessarily a ton, but they throw it really effectively. I think they're going to be able to torch Texas State through the year. I like I like Coastal Carolina by a lot. I like Coastal Carolina minus seventeen in this one. I think they're legit, and and I also wonder for Texas State. It's probably going to this is their season finale. It's going to be hard to get up for after kind of an emotional win last week, going on the road. I like I like. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, so they welcome them in into Texas State. Um, I I like Coastal Carolina minus seventeen. It's even more like demoralizing to welcome in someone like this to your home field. Like, yeah, it makes it that For, much harder. Yeah. I don't <laughs> know. I think it's gonna get be embarrassed tough. on um, the road. It sucks to get embarrassed at home. I don't. I hope. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope Texas State gives them a fight. But this feels like Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina's. There's also like a big discrepancy in um, incentives here. Mm-hmm. Coastal Carolina has a ton to play for. They have a legit oh, yeah. shot at New Year's Six Bowl. Like if they if they keep winning, they have a shot at it. It's an outside shot, but they have a legit shot. For Texas State, they're playing out the string. There's the final game of the year. I think there's a big incentive difference here, and I think Coastal Carolina. And they're also the other thing about Coastal Carolina, they need style points. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Paint style points. So if they like, if they're up by 17, they're not going to stop. They're going to keep going. No. So yeah, I like that. Yeah. So what's next pickle? I'm going to go with the Chanticleers. What's next? Pickle? <laughs> up next, a game that you left off the original I rundown. Did. I just skipped the past it. Green are traveling down to the 210 to take on UTSA at 2 p.m. on Saturday. The Roadrunners favored by three and a half at home. So here is the here is literally the only question I care about. The only question I care about is which UTSA offense shows up. Do, is it the UTSA offense that looked really good in their opener against uh, uh, Texas State, and it looked really good in their uh, win over UTEP, or is it the uh, is the offense that has shown up pretty much every other game, right? Which has been Bobbing along, fine, nothing special. Because look, if the dominant force in this game is the UTSA offense, UTSA is going to run away with this thing. Because I don't think I don't think North Texas, as much as I think North Texas looked better last week defensively, I think that was I don't think that's necessarily the new norm. I think they're still going to be you know there's that. One thing that is going to be interesting though is North Texas has has suddenly gotten a really effective running game. Mm-hmm. Can UTSA slow them down? That's a big question in this one. You know what? Here's the other. Here's the other thing about this. And you are a North Texas alum, so you can back me up on this. Mm-hmm. Whenever UTSA and North Texas plays, it tends to be close. Oh, right. Every single year. I mean, this is this is the biggest rivalry. This is yeah. the rivalry Every, game. This it, this te- this tends to be close. As a result, I'm just I was going to take whoever was catching points. I'm going to go North Texas plus three and a half um, on the road just because I think this game is close. Now, I think UTSA maybe wins the game by a field goal, something like that. But I I would rather have that. uh, I'd rather have the points in my pocket in a game that always tends to get weird and close. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go with North Texas. Pretty sure three of the four years that I was in college, it was decided by a last second field goal. I mean, it's it's always wild. Yeah, I think so. So I'm going to go with uh, what's next pickle. Up next, some SEC action here as LSU travels down to College Station to take on number five, Texas A&M, 6 p.m. on Saturday. A&M favored by 14. Yes. All right. So here is kind of the big question, okay? Here's here's the question for, for, for this. So LSU obviously is down this year. This is a team that's not as good as they were last year. And a big reason why is, well, a big reason why is, is the, is the quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they've kind of bounced between a, a, a variety of different quarterbacks. Miles Brennan, I believe is not going to play in this game. Um, I look up. I'm fairly certain he's not going to play in this game. Um, uh, they said that, uh, they said that uh, uh, Miles Brennan right now is, is 60% is the latest that we have heard. Uh, and so uh as a result, uh, they are. Uh, he is. He's probably not going to play in this game. As a result, they will probably turn to the uh, to the freshman, the freshman whose name is I think T.J. Finley. T.J. Finley. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, look, a lot of this depends on because here's here's the thing: LSU has not been able to run the ball this year, which is a very un-Ed Orgeron thing to do. They've not been able to run the ball, and they're not going to be able to run the ball against A and M. And if they do, then there's bigger problems because a and pass rush or def- the rushing defense has been probably its best asset the entire year has been their rushing, uh, r- uh, their run defense. 
um, they should be able to. Um, they, the question is, are they going to be able to throw the ball? And what kind of uh, what kind of challenge does TJ Finley bring to the table? That's a big question in this one. I do think that a is going to be able to score. I think a is going to be able to score. The other thing about this, I think there is also a revenge factor here. Oh, that yeah. LSU pulled a pants down last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and beyond that, here's the other thing. You talk about incentives. A&M, college football playoff ranking came out. a ms number five. A&M needs style points. If they're going to leapfrog Notre Dame, if they're going to leapfrog, if they want to maintain their status as like next man up, they need style points. I like A&M minus 14 in this one, especially a night game in College Station. Uh, I know they won't have a full crowd there, but yeah. Freshman quarterback coming to play a Mm -hmm. night game in Kyle Field, like, come on. Yeah, (laughs) there's A lot points to A&M by like 20. A lot of it points to A&M by 20. I'm going to take A&M minus 14. What's next, Pickle? Back to the Big 12 we go as Kansas State travels down to Waco to take on Baylor. 6 o'clock p.m. on Saturday. The Bears favored by five and a half at home. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Touches the stove. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Rest of the year. Done. I don't, I'm not even going to analyze this game. I'm not picking Baylor anymore. I'm not picking Baylor anymore. I went back to them against Tech, and they burned me. I'm done. I'm taking Kansas State plus five and a half. What's the last game, Pickle? Also into the Big 12, we have TCU heading over to take on the Jayhawks. 7 o'clock p.m. Saturday, TCU favored by 24 and yeah. a half on the road. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I get it. It's Kansas, okay. but what? Can- well, okay, but the thing is, Kansas, Kansas, it brings me oh, great I- pride. As somebody who has a degree from the University of Missouri over my shoulder, it brings me great pride to say that Kansas really stinks. Yeah, but really like, stinks pickle. That's the place that people go once a year in a game like this where they're favored by 24 and a half, and then somehow, some crazy way, all hell breaks loose. This has that written all over me, it to me. Let me, at least let me the count spread. the ways. Let me count the ways that Kansas is bad, okay? They are 126th in the nation in scoring defense. They're giving up 48 points a game. They are 108th in the nation in score in, in total defense, You're giving up more than 460 yards per game. Okay, they are. What else are they super bad at? They don't intercept passes. They don't sack the quarterback. They give up a ton of sacks. They throw a ton of interceptions. They do not run the ball well. Uh, they do not pass the ball well. They don't do anything well. They're bad. Okay, they're bad. Taking Kansas plus 24 and a half. That's too much. It's, it's too, too much. much. You're asking too much. I'm sorry. Too much. And I'm telling you, every year in the Big 12, one, either Kansas State if they've been bad or Kansas when they've been really bad. Teams mm-hmm. that go up against a margin this big every single time end up with a colossal pooping. And I'm not saying that Kansas is going to win. I don't think that's going to happen. But 24 and a half, come on. Here's the weird thing. If you had told me, if this game was 20 and a half, I think I'd take TCU. Yes. But there's something, 24, 24 and a half, you're asking for four scores. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not sure that TCU's offense is built to blow out teams. No. That much. Like, I think they're going to win. I don't think this game's in much doubt, in my opinion. I think TCU's no. going to win comfortably. But Give me seven this minutes, also, you know? there's also a lot of, there's also a lot of, 
backdoor covering that has an opportunity here. Yeah. Twenty-four and a half is a dangerous line. That's too much for a, for a team asking a team that doesn't have a great offense to go on the road and beat a team by four scores is it's too much for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with Kansas plus 24 and a half. So those are my free money picks. I like Iowa state plus one and a half at Texas. I like Oklahoma state minus 11 at home against Texas tech. I like SNU minus 11 and a half at East Carolina. I like UTEP plus 11 and a half at rice. I like coastal Carolina minus 17 at Texas state. I like North Texas plus three and a half at UTSA. I like Texas A&M minus 14 at home against LSU. I like Kansas state plus five and a half at Baylor. And I like Kansas plus 24 and a half at home against TCU. Normally that'll be the end of the show, but this is the Thanksgiving spectacular. It is my distinct pleasure to bring you the sixth annual Texas football today. Thanksgiving spectacular. Welcome everybody to what I think is the fourth annual uh, Texas football today, Thanksgiving spectacular. That sounds right. We're just going to go with it. The fourth annual Thanksgiving spectacular. Uh, I'm Greg Tepper, joined as always by Ashley Pickle. Hi, Ashley. Howdy. And we are joined by our very special Thanksgiving experts, uh, our expert panel here. First, from his lovely home, is college football insider Shahan Jayaraja. Shahan, what's up? Yeah, I'm actually at a different home this time, but oh. yeah, but you know. A lovely home. A lovely home. Maybe not yours, but a lovely home. He just broke it into somebody else's home and he's doing it from there. Absolutely. Uh, we're also joined, I think, making his Texas football today debut. No, he did movie review. Oh, he did movie review. Okay. For the second <laughs> time on Forgetful. Texas. It was a forgetful <laughs> moment. Yeah. Uh, for the second time on Texas football today, we're joined by the digital director of Dave Campbell's Texas football, TexasFootball.com. It's William Wilkerson. Will, what's up, man? Hello, everybody. How the, are you? The pride of Pleasanton. Uh, okay. Yeah. Welcome in, everybody. We're here because today is the, this is the most important segment we do all year. Uh, this is our Thanksgiving Spectacular. So last year, uh, it was three of us plus Ishmael Johnson, uh, minus Will, and we did our Thanksgiving food draft. It was good, right? It was good. I thought it was a good segment. I thought that I thought, everybody, I thought everybody really brought the heat. I obviously won, but that's neither here nor there. We wanted to come up with another dumb segment, and thankfully, the Texas Football Today audience came through with a very dumb segment for us to do, which is, I'm going to pull it up here. Let's see if we can do this, the, the screen share. Hold on. Bang. That's right. We're going to build our Thanksgiving fantasy lineup. Uh, here's what we got. You got the grid here. You have $20 to spend uh, on your uh, on on what you would you you want to put together for your dream Thanksgiving meal. Um, before we get to everybody's particular way of going about uh, deciding what they want to do here, does anybody have comments on the actual list here? Because who, who puts beets on there? Why is beets an option? It's a good point. I second that. I yes. And out of all the pie, why is pumpkin pie number five, like five dollars? It's because is... it's the classic one. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that just my big thing is, like, for example, I'm surprised that Brussels sprouts is as high as it is because I love Brussels sprouts and I thought that I could get it as a value pick. Yeah. But like, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, the board's built a little weird, I'd say. Uh, there's definitely a lot of things on here that... I wouldn't consider even Thanksgiving food necessarily, but uh, you know, we work with what we've got. Let me, let me throw one thing out there. And this was brought up, I think on Twitter by Ishmael Johnson, um, the mashed potatoes thing. 
and, and I, I think that this is a, like a weird, I think this is a weird cultural thing and maybe it's a geographic thing, but I just think mashed potatoes are like an all the time food. Is that, am I? They are. They are. <laughs> no, they are. I mean, I think that, I think that when they built this board, what they looked at most was what are the classic Thanksgiving foods, right? So it, you know, turkey, mashed potatoes, stuffing, pumpkin pie, like those are like the main staples of Thanksgiving when people think of Thanksgiving, but obviously in practice, I, I think that we can all agree that it's going to end up being a little different. Well, hey, the, Tep, here's a question. Who built this board? I don't know. It was sent to okay. me. Fantasy football today. We'll take it. We'll take credit for it. I suppose. The thing I have to say about the mashed potatoes, though, is the fact that can you imagine having a Thanksgiving without mashed potatoes? Like, it's an everyday item, but can you legitimately imagine having Thanksgiving dinner without mashed potatoes? But it is, but the one thing I would counter with that is that I also look at this board and I think that that is the only thing here that I would say is not unique. Maybe outside of like the baked potato. Mac and, uh, mac and cheese. Mac and, mac and cheese too. That is not unique to... Also, I eat Brussels sprouts all year round. Sean, big Brussels sprout guy. <laughs> oh, check out, check out. It's even worse I'm not even going to pick it. Four dollars is rich too rich guy Shahan over here. <laughs> Year-round Brussels sprouts. Um, okay, so we'll get into this. By the way, I did notice at the very bottom. Yeah, fantasy football today. At the very bottom, uh, you can you can spend your money on extras. Three dollars for gravy. Two dollars for biscuits. A dollar for Hawaiian rolls and a dollar for cornbread. Uh, this is this is me. And this is one other comment before we get on. And I think I made this comment last year on the on the uh, the draft, but it's been a year, so I'll make it again. Mac and cheese for me growing up was not a Thanksgiving food. Was that a Thanksgiving food for y'all? It was not, but I'll take it. Yeah. No, no, I'm it's not fine. mad about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. Okay, uh, on the Thanksgiving fantasy football or fantasy uh, lineup, uh, we are going to go ladies first. And so, Pickle, will you kick us off? How are you spending your twenty dollars on this board? So you want me to go all the way through mine? I want you to tell me what how you're spending your twenty bucks. All right. I wasn't going to do like one from each like row, but it ended up working out that way anyway. So to start off with, we'll go with the main course. Shahan's about to give me a lot oh, of crap God. for this. Oh, I know what she's going to do too. Ham. I'm oh. taking No, I, I have no issue with ham. I think <laughs> it's great. Why do you think I have an issue with that? Because last year, Shahan, Willie the Wilk was not here for this, but Shahan goes, <laughs> Yeah, I used to like ham more than turkey, too, and then I grew up. <laughs> I forgot and so, You know what? My young at heart soul is going to take ham for the dollar off price because it'll come back around to giving me an extra something special here in a little bit. So ham for the main course. For the potato dish, I'm going mashed potatoes, and I kind of made my point on that earlier is I just can't – I love all gratin potatoes, or however you choose to say it. I say all gratin. That sounds right. Kind of country, but – I love those, but it wouldn't be Thanksgiving without mashed potatoes, so I'm going for that. Then from side dish number one, how in the world is green bean casserole for $3? That's an absolute mm. steal. We, we all are big fans of GBC. Um, for the second dish, or for side dish number two, I'm going with mac and cheese, because another thing that I feel like wouldn't really be Thanksgiving without it, also I feel like that's worthy of like a number one $5 spot. Uh, for my dessert, pumpkin pie falling to two dollars is an or pecan pie falling to two dollars is an absolute steal. That's definitely the best dessert on that thing. And then saving that one dollar with ham, I can then go with getting an extra side of Hawaiian rolls, which might be one of my favorite things in the entire world. 
Okay. So there's my twenty dollars. Okay. All right. In the winning lineup, I will say. That's okay. solid pickle. That's I mean, solid. I mean, obviously the ham pick. <laughs> but it allowed me to get my rolls. Okay, but at what cost? <laughs> at what cost? The other thing too is if gravy is extra, I don't want turkey because I need gravy with my turkey. I'm. Okay, but you don't need so you don't need gravy with your mashed potatoes though. Nah, if mashed potatoes are good enough, you don't need gravy with them. It's like it's like a solid French fry. Okay. All right, um, I'm gonna kick this over to Shahan. Shahan, okay. how are you spending your twenty dollars? Yeah, so this was I, I put a lot of thought into this to be perfectly honest. It's you a lot of no yeah, way. I know, I know. I'm I overthought it. Who could who could have guessed? But so the first thing that I had to do, uh, I I did not go sort of row by row and make a pick. I was like, what is my priorities? How am I jumping uh, through this board? What am I prioritizing first? Right. So for me. As long as it's not tofurkey, I'm pretty much okay with any of the meats on the board. Like, I don't have a super strong, like, I, turkey's a good food. It's not like the food that you throw away everything else for, right? So I started inside dish one, stuffing, absolutely. That's my number one pick. That's, that has to be there. There's, there's no way that we can have this without stuffing. And along with that green bean casserole, I agree. That's on the board. It has to be there. $8 off the yeah. board. Like, no thought, no thought about it. And so then... It's interesting, right? Because now I think you're in, a, in territory for me where I can kind of go any direction with this. I decided to go with just dark meats. And here's my consideration for that. I think that dark meats out of the turkey meats, that's the one where you most don't have to have gravy. Because if you do have, if you have white meat, you need gravy. It's so dry without gravy. And so what ends up happening, right, is that if you pick white meat, you're basically spending $6 because you've got to buy gravy. So Dark meat for me was, was my consideration at $2. That brings me up to $10. Next up, uh, so pie isn't my favorite dessert. Like, I like pie, but it's not like one that I have to have. And so for me, I was okay with going with carrot cake. I, I mean, I do like carrot cake. It's Again, it's not my favorite cake by any means. I'm more of a chocolate guy myself, and none of these give that to me. So I'll take carrot cake over there. So I'm only at $11 uh, for, uh, for potatoes. Again, this is where it gets tough because if I'm not going to buy gravy, then I don't want to go mashed. Like, I, I, think that, I think that mashed potatoes, you kind of need gravy. So I did go with Al Gratin. I think that that's a, a strong choice for me personally. Uh, and then that leaves me with $6 left on the board. So I'm getting a Hawaiian roll too. Yeah. And that means I got $5 left for mac and cheese. So wow. I'm pretty happy with, with how it went. Uh, again, you got to prioritize, I think, when you're putting something like this together. And, you know, it might, it might sound good to, to have the whole turkey or, you know, whatever you want to do. But when you have money left over at the end, I think that you get what you really want. Boy, that's a, that's a strong play. It's a very strong play. Um, and and, and I've, I, I share a lot of your sentiments uh, there. Although your, 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 your dessert selection for me leaves something to be desired. But that's, that's for okay. Sure, for sure. And, although, and I think that's fair. Although we also have somebody on here who doesn't like sweets. So. Yeah, that's me. I, I'll, I'll eat a little thing of pecan pie because it's nice. very right nice hat though by the way um all right <laughs> we love irony <laughs> let's kick let's kick it over to Willie the wilk the pride of pleasanton uh how are you spending your 20 bucks i'm going 20 dollars on cream corn and i'm just calling it a day <laughs> uh, 20 bowls of cream corn <laughs> that's it <laughs> thank you and i'm out um so i'm i'm halfway serious um 
So if cream corn was was twenty bucks, I would just take it and, mm-hmm. and be good with it. And I, just... I mean, by the way, how is how is regular corn a four dollar meal oh. and cream corn a one? That's how I know, man. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, that's that's a. I mean, I mean, honestly, that's one of the problems with this board. If you had flipped those, I would have been yeah. like, okay, yeah, I think that plays. Yeah, right, and that makes sense. But instead, it's like, man, like, but in- corn's so much work. Right. It's a lot of work. The fact that cream corn and beets are the same is just, that's, that's <laughs> blasphemy. <laughs> it is very disrespectful. It's bringing a tear to my eye. Okay. Sean, you kind of threw a, a wrench in my, in my thinking here with your a logarithm to, to coming up with your, uh, your dishes here. I, I was not thinking of just white meat having to go with the gravy, but it's true. Um, but I still got to go with just white meat. So I'm going just white meat. Give me some gravy that's $6 off the board. And that leaves me $14 for cream corn. So <laughs> I'm joking. Um, okay. So just white meat. We're good there. Have to go with the gravy. Shahan. Yeah. You're, you're making some sense. So that's six bucks off the board. I'm going to go with sweet potatoes because it's the only day of the year that I ever even think about sweet potatoes. So that's $10 there. Give me some stuffing because it's also the only other only day that I ever think about stuffing as well. So that's 15 bucks off the board. Then my cream corn, $16. And then we're going with a Hawaiian roll uh, to satisfy Ashley Pickles craving. That's $17. And then we're going sweet potato pie. I can't, I can't go wrong there. That's $20. It's pretty, okay. um, pretty status quo, I believe. But to be, to be quite honest, guys, I would really just want to go $20 on cream. $20 of cream corn. <laughs> but you didn't end up picking cream corn on your plate. No, yeah, he, he did. He, he okay. took it. For, he got the cheapo cream corn. With the, 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 okay. okay. Except for if you make a graphic again like you did last year, can you please just put Willie the Wilk cream corn? <laughs> just cream like, corn, cream corn, cream corn. I will vote for her, for her okay. will. That's White meat, gonna... side of cream corn. Right. <laughs> yeah. Side of cream corn. I'm going to do that. All right. All right. Here we go. So I put a lot of thought into this. I like Shahan. Shahan and I are, the reason Shahan and I get along is that we're wired extremely. <laughs> um, here's, here is the real, here are my two motivating factors, my two modus operandi for this pick. One, Thanksgiving meal is actually about the sides and not about the main course. Agreed. And so I think there's two sucker plays on here. The first sucker play is the whole turkey. That's, that's a sucker play. That's, they're, they're stealing money from you, okay? Like pickle, if you prefer ham, whatever, it's a bad choice, but, but that, is a better, that is a better play than the whole turkey. It's always the play. Okay, so there's that. The other sucker's play here is gravy, okay? $3 for gravy here. Is is that they're steel? They're, that's larceny. That's <laughs> larceny, and so and so to me, the goal is to avoid as many things as you need gravy for. Like, I mean, you wouldn't pay three dollars for ketchup, right? So why are you paying three dollars? It's not quite the same. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I think it is. Okay, okay. Let's put it this way: you wouldn't pay three dollars for salad dressing, though. Oh yeah, ranch, absolutely. Well, you we disagree would. on everything. Yeah, you're, yeah, you would, but you're a psychopath. All right, so here's my play. Shahan's spot on. Dark meets the play here. Dark meets the value play here. You don't need gravy for it. It's delicious. It's the best part of the turkey. Uh, dark meets the play. Okay. 
I'm going with sweet potatoes, and I know that that's a splurge at $4, but that is a quintessential Thanksgiving food. I think you got to have it. We're up to six bucks. I think everybody knows I'm going GBC here. Green, green bean casserole is the goat. You got to have that, okay? Happy to spend $3 on it. Would have spent five. Would have spent 10, okay? Happy to spend it. So I'm up to $9 now. Willie the Will is exactly right. Cream corn's a big time player here. Cream corn's a great move here. For $1, that's an easy, that's a, here. You can have it, okay? We're up to 10 bucks right now. Okay, we're up, to, uh, yeah, we're up to 10 bucks. I'm going pecan pie. I like pecan pie. It, 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 a, I think it's delicious. B, it is a, um, it, it, it's a, there's a little Texan-ness to it. I like that. Um, I'm gonna go with pecan pie. Okay, so we're up to 12 bucks. That means I got eight bucks to play with, okay? My big splurge is gonna be stuffing. Now that is going a little bit counter to my gravy play because stuffing is better with gravy, but I don't think gravy is necessary to enjoy it because now if we were talking dressing, that's different, but with stuffing, I don't think it is. So I'm willing to spend five bucks on that. I've still got three bucks to play with. The value in the, the, value in the extras is on the cornbread, okay? A dollar for cornbread? That's not bad. I will take that. Give me that dollar for cornbread. And finally, that gives me two bucks to play with. I can't believe I'm the only one who took this. Guys, collard greens are delicious. <laughs> collard greens are really good. Uh, and they give you, to me, like that's a, uh, that's a, that's a nice vegetable to add into this uh, whole mess of, uh, of, of carbs that we've put together. So I'm gonna add that in. That gets me to $20. So I'm willing to hear your entirely wrong criticisms of my board. The fact that you took cornbread over Hawaiian rolls really makes me worry about you. No, you're wrong on that. Like cornbread is cornbread is is more delicious than Hawaiian rolls. That's a fact. So the thing that I'll say about cornbread is that cornbread has a wide variation. Like you gotta you gotta know right. You gotta know for sure that whoever's making the cornbread knows how to make it and has stored it correctly. Because otherwise it can become dry and flavorless. Whereas Hawaiian rolls are a safer pick. Hawaiian yeah, Hawaiian rolls are yeah, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to make like an NFL, I'm trying to come up with on the fly like an NFL draft comparison. Uh, uh, the, the Hawaiian rolls are, they're Andrew Luck, okay? No, you're getting solid <laughs> franchise quarterback, right? Franchise quarterback. The, the cornbread, oh boy. It's Robert Griffin III. <laughs> yeah, it's Robert Griffin III. It'd be really good, also has a lot of knee injuries. Like the, we're rolling the, with that. The cornbread is Johnny Manziel. Okay. These are not good comparisons for you. <laughs> you're not. Yeah, you're helping my argument. <laughs> okay. So there it is. There is our Thanksgiving fantasy lineup. I, I do have one more thing to say. That's, yes. So this Thanksgiving, so my, my wife, if people don't know, is vegetarian. So we are doing a vegetarian Thanksgiving, right? Which isn't, to me, the, the hugest deal, right? Like, because again, like you said, this, it's about the size. One thing that I have to mention is that no real vegetarians actually eat tofurkey. Like nobody does it. That's just like, I, I swear, I'm pretty sure that tofurkey is something that like carnivores made up to like caution people away from getting rid of, uh, of not having meat in their diets because nobody's eating tofurkey. Nobody wants to eat a turkey made of tofu. Like our, our main course is gonna be like a lasagna or a pasta or something. We're not gonna do a tofurkey. Like, are you kidding me? I, I've never actually seen a tofurkey in my life and I'm sure I never will. Yeah, that, that does, that, it does seem like, I, I, I'm, I'm appreciative of people who, uh, 
who, who don't eat meat and, and that's, you know, okay. But it strikes me as like, I think you're right. That strikes me as the kind of thing that meat eaters think that vegetarians right. it's like oh you just eat like tofu giant block of tofu probably i don't know <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right well there it is there is our fantasy thanksgiving uh board uh, let us know in the comments what how you are spending your 20 dollars. thanks to shahan j raja thank you for having me thanks to willie the wilk thanks guys i'm gonna go watch justin tucker kick uh to beat a m for the <laughs> first time ever and thanks to ashley pickle happy thanksgiving guys there it is our thanksgiving nonsense our fantasy draft there um yes it's uh it's a a wonderful time of year very wonderful time of year i think my goal in life is to find someone that loves me as much as will like loves cream corn creamed corn <laughs> that is my new like there's my new dating standard like can i find a guy that likes me as much as will likes cream corn <laughs> that's exactly right find find somebody who loves you as much as will wilkerson loves cream corn um anyway so there it is our fantasy draft and now we go to ashley pickle for america's second favorite segment final thoughts um i think we gave the people everything they wanted today other than free money but have a very very happy thanksgiving enjoy the best day of the year and remember that we will be off but we'll be back on monday feast yeah i don't want to harp i don't want to harp but please be safe on thanksgiving for 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 whatever that means to you please be safe on thanksgiving because we need the viewers and we can't we can't bear to lose any of you so like come on we need you um that be safe for us not for yourself (laughs) um but yes uh, we hope you have a wonderful wonderful thanksgiving um and uh, we are very i know i'm big sap but we are very thankful for you and so thank you for for being uh, a part of the show and being a part of of what we do here at dave campbell sex football going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Yeah. Ah, Vince Young. Please come get your Player of the Year trophy from Bobblehead Dave Campbell. We will see you Monday on Texas Football Today. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Happy Thanksgiving.